0: Hello, everyone. You're listening to Broken Headphones on 101.5 UMFM. I am one of your hosts, Lassani Today We will be interviewing Andy, who is one of the co-founders of Synonym Art Collective, interviewing him about the Gorge Festival. How are you doing, Andy?
1: I am so good. Thanks for having me, friends. It's nice to see you. It's been too long. I am um, Andy Eastman. Doesn't flow as nice as Andrew Eastman, maybe, but I like it. Andy Eastman. Uh, and I'm the co-founder of Synonym Art Consultation and also Wall-to-Wall Mural and Culture Festival and now Gorge Queer Arts and Drag Festival. And I use he, him pronouns. And I yeah, have a very mixed bag of interest in the arts, which is why I run three... <laughs> festivals or why I run so many different programs in so many different disciplines so
2: yeah all right everyone stand back I'm about to ask a question okay um uh, uh yeah so we were like leading up to this we were all uh reading over I think we were all pretty interested in the sort of emphasis on the collaborative nature of the drag scene in Winnipeg. and I guess my question is what do you do to like sort of keep the the scene here uh, more collaborative than other cities and emphasize that
1: yeah that's a great question we really see that queer arts and drag can be incorporated into so many different facets of society and culture and art often the drag scene in particular is kind of kept in nightclubs late hours um, spaces that not everyone feels they have access to or feels comfortable in so we try and really coax that beautiful art form out of that space. That space is still super important to us and something that we nurture all the time, but trying to bring it out into more family-friendly settings, daytime settings, in the streets, in videos, online, um, kind of all over the place so that we can just incorporate it into people's everyday lives as much as possible because it's often an overlooked art form and we want to bring some spotlight to it. And so that does require then collaborating with musicians and artists and videographers They really all help elevate each other's art form and this festival is really uh that's at the core of it for sure
0: how are you gonna make the performances interactive
1: online we're doing it online because newsflash we're in a pandemic we did originally well we never really saw it as a as a deficiency we we just saw it as uh something that could be made into a big opportunity actually being online of course we are used to our events are usually very interactive in tiny little spaces hundreds of people but what's really cool about doing it online is that it actually allows for a new layer of interactivity with people again it's taking it out of a a space where only a handful of people are able to see these performances and spreading it online taking it out of a typically the 2 plus space and spreading it to other households across the province or around the world. We're accessible, I mean, online to anybody who's willing to watch. So there will be ways to interact in the chat rooms of the actual performances that we're live streaming. And then the events themselves are all meant to be interactive while we can't be in the same room. There's uh, like storytelling with drag performers, there's craft workshop, there's a dance workshop with Mary Beth, who I'm sure you all know, and um, a karaoke night where you can like download lyrics to tracks. So it's, it's interactive in a different way. As you mentioned, yeah, there's often the aspect of tipping, which is a big thing in the drag community um, on how they get paid. So we aren't having that feature for this digital version, but what we've also been able to do with this grant is find proper artist fees for these performers who are often relying just on tips. And this has then allowed them to actually, something we've been working on for the last year with some performers, are making them more eligible for things like grants because their art form was actually often overlooked for grants because they weren't getting professional booking fees for their gigs. So now with programs like this, where we're able to pay them a solid good honorarium, they're able to put that on their CV. They're able to use all this footage and photos that we take and use that to apply for grants to really elevate their career to a a new level. Yeah, which kind of goes outside of what you asked, but I thought that was a bit of a segue. Uh, I was wondering if you could, uh, you mentioned this, I was wondering if
2: you could speak a little more to the importance of bringing like queer spaces and, and and drag out of uh, nightclubs into more like family-friendly kind of environments like that.
1: Yeah, um, I do think it's important to just give these artists as many opportunities as they can. So going beyond their typical boundaries of the spaces they work within is really important. And it's not just us who have done this. There are lots of organizations like Sunshine House who we're partnering with on this program who have been working on these kinds of programs. But then I would also kind of counteract myself or at least temper my argument and say that it's also still really important to honor and emphasize these safe 2SLGBTQIA spaces that have been created around the city and remembering the roots of where all of these things come from. Mary Beth speaks during her Vogue class about uh, the roots of ballroom culture and Vogue dancing in a really conscientious way and drag is rooted from the same culture. And so we're trying to really honor that by focusing on the community aspect and that that is can be in these nightclubs or we can grow that community to involve uh, a larger group of viewers as well. What was your inspiration to start this festival? Yeah, it's a great question. So myself and uh, our synonyms, drag curator Prairie Sky have been kind of scheming up something along these lines for the last couple years, trying to uh, find a way to really elevate the art form. We, of course, envisioned having a very intimate in-person kind of gathering around the city, which is something that we hope to do eventually Um, in following years. We're already feeling like this is something that's got enough momentum to keep it going to become an annual event. So yeah, we've always just wanted to uh, elevate these careers of these artists and highlight the amazing art form that is drag and the queer arts that surround that. To be frank, the opportunity came up that we received a grant. Uh, There was a grant put out uh, to create content digitally uh to share to encourage people to stay home during the pandemic as opposed to going out and experiencing things so that just seemed like the perfect opportunity to kind of pilot this festival and get it off the ground and that digital aspect like I said has kind of become a silver lining where we have all this amazing online content already um, that'll carry us through to next year and we even want to emphasize next year again this digital side even if they're are less restrictions on gathering we still want to do some in-person shows but we think that this kind of like it's like almost music video production it's almost like you're making a music video for a rapper or for a singer but we're doing it for a drag performer so that kind of creativity of making these cool videos in all these unorthodox locations has been really great and inspiring for us and as again like i said helped to elevate even the performer's own perception of themselves, they've started to see some of these video clips and have just gone, whoa, that's me. I look awesome. Like this is something I really wanna share. And they can use that material again to apply for grants. They can apply for RuPaul's Drag Race if they want with these videos. Mm -hmm. There are all kinds of material that can really help build their career a little bit because often in the drag community, the only videos that they have are often shot on an iPhone at the club, in an audience with people screaming, which is awesome, and those videos are so special, but mm-hmm. to get our collaborators, B&B Studios, to just get all the perfect lighting, angles, editing, and just showing them at their best and allowing them to just serve their looks and serve their talent and art and not have to worry about you know having a selfie or whatever, like it's really liberating for them as artists to just focus on what they're good at and their craft and have other people come in and take care of the rest.
0: I just have one more question. I really do love the Instagram, and uh, yeah, your answers are good. But yeah, the Instagram is pretty cool. It's very, uh, it's very colorful. It's, uh, it's really nice. It's a really nice curation. What's up with the name? Why, why Gorge?
1: Gorge. I mean, it's a word that actually we, I came up with for the festival a couple of months ago. But it's really started like out of nowhere trending, not to do with our festival. Like. It's on, like, there's a performer on RuPaul's Drag Race right now who just says it in almost every sentence. There's, like, merch being made, like, not our merch. We're also making stuff. But um, so I don't know what I tapped into exactly in terms of the zeitgeist and gorge. But the idea is just, it's such a campy word. It really, like, you can just almost, like, feel it in your mouth, just gorge. And you can say it in all these different ways. And so even part of our promo that we're going to release is, all of the drag performers having like a close-up of them saying gorge in their own way. And it's just kind of a fun word to throw around. I mean, it's short for gorgeous or something is gorge, beautiful. But then there's funny other connotations that I really liked in it. Like even uh, some of our programs in French and like gorge in French, gorge is throat, which is kind of interesting. Or you can like gorge on something, like you can really eat it up. And like, we wanted it to be kind of a gnarly word, but kind of a beautiful word which really embodies a lot of drag, to be honest. That's kind of the, the, the fine line that we walk. And uh, yeah, we're branding it as all caps, G-O-R-G-E is the, the proper typing of it because we just want people to say it, gorge and feel it. I think even down to our branding, as you mentioned, like our new designer for this festival is Tomiko Chase and they're just fantastic and they got it right away. Even the the font of the text of Gorge is kind of like dripping and gooey and just like, I don't know, it just makes <laughs> feels like a mouthful. And uh, that's that's it. That's where we went with it. A lot of people are saying George, which awesome. is really funny, too. They're saying, like, what's the George Festival? <laughs> and I'm like, yep, love it.
0: Yeah, when I saw it on Instagram, I was like, "Oh, this looks like a cool punk rock festival." And then I was like, and then I actually saw the page. I was like, "Oh, the gorge." I was like, "Oh, gorgeous. That's
1: pretty cool." Um,
0: how can uh, how can people get involved and keep up with the festival?
1: Yeah, the best probably information source is uh, Instagram, as you said. It's very beautifully curated by uh, our social media team and our graphic designer. Uh, So we're at Gorge Festival, and then we do have Facebook and YouTube, which is where we're going to be live streaming all of our events, most of which are pre-recorded events, but we'll be premiering them live. People can go on the Facebook uh, events now and kind of RSVP to be there and get reminders to to join us for the events, which are going to be this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, the March 20th and 21st. And then we have a little cool cameo in a show on Friday, actually featuring our friend Rayana, who's putting on a huge show that we've been trying to put on with her for like over a year and are finally able to do so digitally. And one of the drag performers from Gorge is now a featured performer in that show. So there'll be a whole nother digital show happening on Friday that we're presenting with with those folks. So it'll be a really fun weekend. It feels kind of strange because we did all the filming for the festival last week. And so that kind of felt like the festival because we were there on site, all the performers were there, everyone was cheering, you know, all safety protocols, masks and plexiglass and everything. But then we get this kind of second festival this weekend, which is really exciting and cool to kind of relive all of those moments. They're just furiously editing everything right now so that we can get it out to the world on the weekend.
2: Word gorge also could be like a big like ravine.
1: I don't yeah, know. <laughs> you're right. That uh, anyway. was, I mentioned that one. That's <laughs> maybe a bit of a one-on-one question, but like, what's like your favorite part about like, uh, putting this on and doing all this? I mean, it's maybe it's like a little bit of a sappy answer, but I just like love getting to employ so many artists and get money in their pockets, especially during a time like right now, uh, drag performers have, their career is so dependent on performing out in the world. And so they, a lot of them haven't done drag in a year now since the pandemic started. and so it's been really rewarding to get to work with them again and see the excitement of them getting to like revive their careers some of them are doing some online stuff on their own but again like i say that's pretty hard sometimes to do from home on your iphone or whatever so this has been a really cool way to yeah get some money in people's hands and even just remind them that like you're an amazing artist and you can keep going we got to keep this career alive and elevate it so yeah that's that kind of stuff is what really what really does it for me, for sure, is just supporting those artists and building that community and keeping that community alive. Because it could easily die out in a, after a year of not doing Like, think of all the things that if you didn't do for a year, you would just lose interest or lose that reflex on how to do it, the memory on how to do it. So, yeah, really happy to keep it alive for everybody. been Broken Headphones
2: uh, interviewing Andy Eastman with the Gorge Festival. And, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in.